For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome back to Fourth Down Focus, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. I am Dan Lundy, host of the podcast and founder of Fourth Down University. The NFL wildcard weekend concluded last night. It was another wild one. Uh, it's been a crazy season, and I'm really excited for uh, next weekend's games. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for NFL football action this fall. With a new website and even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your phone to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Episode 63 of the podcast welcomes Coach Chris Fisher, the creator and moderator of Texas High School Football Chat. It is a forum for coaches to communicate that promotes professional growth and education. Fisher is also the offensive line coach and academic coordinator at Ridgepoint High School in Missouri City, Texas. Chris, it is an honor to have you on the show. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Dan. I'm really excited to be here. You know, it's it's a pleasure. I met you, like many people, in, in recent memory over COVID on Zoom. Um, I follow your Twitter account. We're going to talk about that today a little bit. It is has, hashtag Texas High School Football Chat, which is T-X-H-S-F-B-C-H-A-T. Um, and I just wanted to, to bring you on today to talk about that, uh, how we met a little bit, what your plans are moving forward with Texas High School Football Chat, maybe life a little bit. But um about this Texas high school football chat, can you share with the audience a little more about what you do behind the scenes, what it is, and again, what your plans are moving forward? All right. So Texas high school football chat is a Twitter chat. It's a weekly event that's been occurring uh, every Wednesday for the past seven years. And um, it's basically just an opportunity to put some questions out there on a different topic whether it's football or coaching or any basically just usually targeting the high school football coach as the audience some way to get mass feedback and interaction and engagement to learn from each other uh, using social media yeah you have an impressive following I mean that's how I found you the algorithm knows I love football and I speak at several clinics you know Nike coach of the year Glazier Chalk Talk XO AFCA and I loved with this, with this pandemic, one of the things that was positive, what was proactive about this in the football industry was the emergence of a virtual setting. These clinics that I used to speak for in person, and it was great networking were all of a sudden, hey man, you got to get on Zoom. You got to start recording yourself. Your, your curriculum, it can't be as hands-on. It's got to be over the net, if you will. And um, I think you did a fantastic job. And I, I watched a few of your weekly 
I observed a few of your weekly discussions you had on, on various things. And we're going to talk about that a little more like the, the topics and discussions, but I want to talk a little bit about Texas. You know, I'm going to Texas and thankfully through you, uh, I'm going to Houston for the first time to, to do a camp. I, you allowed me to come on your show a couple of times. I'll call it, I'll call it your show, but wow, what an incredible uh, amount of positive feedback I received from the high school coaches in your state. Um, I, I always knew it was, it was big in Texas, um, but it's especially big in Texas. Could you elaborate on this a little bit? So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned like the coaches in the state and whenever someone mentions, uh, you know, ask about Texas football, I always default to the strength of our coaches association. Um, we have a very strong high school coaches association. Um, it is, and, and they do a fantastic job of supporting us every year. The convention is setting new records. I think last year, you know, even, you know, they, they returned to in-person last summer and it was about 14,000 coaches there. So, I mean, that, I mean, just absolutely just impressive, massive amount of people. I know like even AFCA um, for a while, Texas had its own special, and I think they still do, but Texas high school coaches has its own special uh, get together during the AFCA convention. So, I mean, that, I mean, to me, that's where like Texas, that's, that's the strength. That's part of the strength of Texas high school football. The other strength is like when, you know, my son goes to, college in Lubbock which is 10 hours away from us and uh, so we drive across Texas about four times a year and you know you drive through these little towns you know we drive from Houston you know the fourth biggest uh, city in the nation and you go through all these little towns and every single little town you when you enter you have a billboard and on the billboard is is their best ever football season they've ever had, you know, and that may that may have been up there for 30, 40 years, you know, but they are still just promoting that. And to me, that's what I really like, too, because I'm a my town wasn't it wasn't little, but it wasn't big. It was a it was a medium size it was a one school town. And I mean, we filled the stands and it helps. We were you know, we had really good good program uh we won state my senior year and so i mean just things like that i mean just add to it and another thing (laughs) that reminds me the the state championships here it's probably it's 1a or 1b on my favorite sporting events of the entire year i mean you have you got march madness you got super bowl you got Texas high school football championships. I mean, because the, and it's, and it's all the way that the UIL puts it on at um, up at AT AT&T stadium in Dallas. It is just an incredible celebration of every small town that, that gets there, every kid that gets there and uh, all the teams. I mean, it's really awesome. And they're all, all the games are televised. I mean, so if you're there, it's amazing. If you're not, it's still just awesome to watch. I mean, it's, it's, it's an incredible experience. I can attest. I mean, I, I follow max preps, um, you know, several other outlets like that that cover high school football very well. Um, and they show the highlights of Texas uh, state championships and all, you know, all the state championships from Cali to, to Florida. 
but it's pretty impressive seeing like you guys fill a lower bowl of 40,000 people and then people are spilling over to, to the second level. Oh yeah. For, for a high school football game, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's arguably better than I would say 90% of the bowl attendance this year. Definitely. Right. I would say maybe, maybe more. And I, and it's silly to say something like that until you've actually experienced Texas in person. I mean, it's, I think the second best thing is South Georgia. There's some pretty incredible facilities for kids, um, but they're sparse, you know, and typically in South Georgia, you're having like one County that is a high school instead of, you know, in Houston, there's several, but I don't want to deviate too much because this is about you. And I really want to talk about Texas high school football chat a little more. I, you, you offer not only guys like me an opportunity, but it, it, there's offense, there's defense, there's coordinator talk, you know, but my point is that um, with the emergence of technology and the resources that are out there, and most of them are free, thankfully, now for coaches to get better and specialize. I think it's very important to do so, um, even at the high school level. I mean, if you're going to be a coach at a major school in Houston, Texas, a lot of coaches all over the country want to be in that position. So you better know, better know your stuff, right? Um, can you explain the importance of coaching coaches, I should say, finding their niche in football? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think one thing, especially over my career, you know, I've, I've coached a few different uh, positions, but as, you know, as my career unfolded, I, I really became adept and, and, you know, just kind of drawn to the coach in the offensive line. And that's where, you know, like I've kind of found, you know, that, that is my thing. That is how I fit into this football ecosystem. You know, we, and that's what I do. And so, and, and I enjoy coaching it and it, it helps me because I am able to, you know, not only just study and, and, and just keep focusing on a specific aspect of the game, but it also, I think to me, it helps me, you know, create better bonds with the kids as well, because I, you know, I enjoy coaching the offensive line. I enjoy coaching those kids. I enjoy talking to the other kids too, but just that offensive line bond is just something special, you know, and uh, it's just, like I said, it, it's and to me as a coach, you know, it's it's one of those things where we're like, yeah, you can, you know, like you should be able to coach a few different positions. So like if something were to happen and, you know, I something some change had to go, I could coach running backs, I could coach receivers, I could do this. But, you know, it, it helps. It makes you to me, it, it, it makes you, you know, professionally marketable. You know, it helps you focus in on, you know, development and learning the game from that specific uh, position. And that's what, and to me, that that's what really, you know, it's, it's about, you know, I do encourage, I mean, since you, you know, you are a specialist coach as well. I also encourage coaches though, to also learn some, some aspect of the specialist, you know, whether it's snapping, kicking, holding even, you know, I mean, learn how to coach that as well. And like I was, you know, my son was our long snapper for two years. And uh, so we, um, so I definitely learned more about snapping during the time that he was uh, doing all that. And that, that has helped us a lot too, because you'd be surprised. I mean, I've very few times have we had a specific coach on staff that knew about, you know, like really knew about long snapping. And so it, it definitely helps to have, you know, like you have your main thing, you have your, you know, you have your specialist and uh, then, 
you know, your ability to adapt to other ones as well. There's a lot I want to touch on there. I'm going to try to consolidate to two. Okay, here we go. First one, my first thought is this. I think what you said about, especially at the high school level, about going out of your way, being a little more proactive, get out of your comfort zone and learn a little bit of teams. And I think that at the high school level, it is, it is common for good programs, at least, to, to divvy up these things. Like maybe the wide receiver coach gets KR. Maybe the DB coach gets PR. Uh, maybe the offensive line coach has the main responsibility protection on PAT field goal. The things that are logical, that make sense. I think that the mid-level mid teams, the teams that are aspiring to actually get on the map and be top 25 in max preps, if they place an emphasis this offseason on bettering themselves on fourth down, I know people say it, it's cliche, we, we got to improve in all phases, but it is alarming to me to see really good football teams head into a state championship with zero preparation. You know, they, they're relinquishing one in every six and a half downs because they, because they didn't prepare for it. They didn't see value. And that's often the catalyst in winning and losing a state championship. You can get there with offense and defense, but typically the, the winner of that game is going to be someone who is at least sound in the third that you weren't prepared for. Um, and, and the other thing I want to talk to you about, which kind of leads in the next question is relationships. I think that's a, keyword my question was directed towards coaching which um I, I also think it's very important you said about your relationship with your players you know and i we could go off on a show about that but i do want to thank you for stressing that um it's important that you enjoy we all know this what you do for a living so if you are going to be a coach if that's your decision um make certain that your rapport with your peers and your players is there you know, and you're forever working on ways to better it. Don't get complacent with relationships. I'm learning that and I'm 40 now. I'm just kind of realizing the importance of, you know, if I like Chris Fisher, I want to keep Chris Fisher in my network. Uh, it's very important. Uh, people need people. And I know I went off on a tangent, but like I said, you, you made me think your last response was wonderful. I want to get into coaching. We, we know it's X's and O's, um, scheme, technique, all those, those buzzwords that, that are frequent on your on your twitter feed uh but it's also about relationships as mentioned um and the best coaches they seem to find a way to get the most out of their peers and their players uh and the catalyst you know the the, the thing that brings about the most change is often not the level or how good they are in x's and o's right but it's it's what they get out of the people they're working with and for and they're coaching can you share a little more about your thoughts on this oh definitely yeah, I mean, you know, you have, like you mentioned, you have to have a, you know, you have to have a good rapport with who you're working with, you know, and not, every, I mean, not every single one is going to like you, but you have to be able to at least work together. And so even that is building a relationship, you know, and you do things, you know, outside of the, outside of the, the uh, practice field off the, you know, and stuff like that, where you, you know, you talk to the kids, talk to them about your, about what's going on, ask them, you know, silly things like, I mean, for example, on the offensive line, I mean, here's, here's a big shocker. We talk about food all the time, <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I mean, if you've seen a social media picture where it's like eliminate one of these for the rest of your life and pick the other two, we have put that into our group chat and we have debated every single possible response, you know? And it's just stuff like that, you know, just kind of builds the camaraderie, gets a back and forth going, gets a dialogue going. 
and uh, makes us laugh at each other, you know, makes us pick on each other a little bit, you know, but stuff like that. It just helps build, you know, just bring us closer together. And, uh, you know, even, you know, just stuff like that, where in the past, you know, before these past couple of years, we might've been able to like go do things, you know, like we used to have like more frequent team dinner or uh, position dinners or position outings, you know, and they, you know, the past two years, those have been more, you know, not as, not as often. I think they picked up a little bit more this season, you know, where they would normally do some bonding. So the text, you know, the text thread, you know, group chats and stuff like that have, have been huge for us. Yeah. You know, I think uh, another thing, especially like, you know, just kind of going back to the Texas football thing, but also talking about relationships. I think another thing that helps that has helped me and I don't, I mean, I, and it's, it's tough for, and I understand that you can do it without being a teacher, but that's the thing that to me, that helps me so much is being a teacher and on campus and seeing the kids, not just at the football field, but in the halls or possibly in my class. And then that way also they see us in a different light, you know, because, you know, I'm a science teacher in class and I'm talking about, you know, sharks and, you know, killer whales and things like that. And then, you know, they see me outside and then, you know, they see that and they get to ask questions and do things and I get to see their thought process. So it gives me insight and it also builds that relationship that we have, you know, that, you know, that we can use for and trust each other with. So to me, that's really what it's all about. Just kind of like getting those opportunities to see each other, not just on the practice field, but also like outside of that arena. Yeah, I, I'm going to agree with you wholeheartedly. And I'm going to tell you, it, it's weird. I haven't talked about this ever on the show, but I'm glad you brought it up. I taught for 12 years in high school and I did it because it gave me the opportunity to coach. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you're in your early 20s and you're, you're not sure what you want to do and it's, it's daunting, it's like kind of, it's very scary to realize that like these are decisions that are going to affect the rest of my life for real. This is really when, when this counts. So I think what appealed to me most about teaching was the lead into coaching. And I fell in love with the teaching side of it because the, the relationships too, right? I mean, I, got, I was able to interact with my players not just on the field, I was able to see how they how they handled lunchtime, how they handled how they handled friends I didn't know, how they how they treated kids that maybe were less fortunate, um, physically, uh, whatever, financially. Um, you're able to coach them in a whole nother way, right? Because uh, you only see so much on a football field or a soccer field, whatever whatever it is you do as far as a coach goes. But do I miss that? Absolutely. Um, you know, my life. It, it, it changed gears. I had to, I had to pick something and I went this direction. I, I, I had the opportunity finally uh, after 19 years of doing this little kicking service to say, Hey man, take it to another level. But there is not a day that goes by that I do not miss being on a campus and like forming relationships with the offensive line and the defensive line, being a part of a team, if you will, I feel like I'm a, I'm a lone wolf now. And um I mentioned earlier in the show that like people need people. So I find a way to bother people like you. And I go, I go to college campuses and high school campuses and I'm a guest for the day, but I make certain that I'm a frequent guest often at any place I can be because I do 
miss that experience. And um, I realize it more and more. So maybe one day, but right now um, I'm going to keep this going, but I, I do have one more question. And I think this one is, is something that, that everyone wants to hear everyone's opinion on. You know, it is about to be the second national signing day, right? That, right. That, That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there there was a there was a December one, which is that was kind of new, and now we're doing our traditional February one as well, which has always kind of been around for the most part. Um, what are your thoughts? I want you to talk about uh, this time of year because I deal with specialists. Okay, I don't deal with quarterbacks. I don't deal with wide receivers. I don't deal with like your five star defensive tackles. I deal with people that are dealt with last, and I've I've always been okay with that because it is what it is and I had to handle it that way and I but I have a hard time convincing my kids year in and year out who are experiencing this for the first time that why did Billy the four-star quarterback get offered in December but I've got nothing still and I have to remind them often that what transpires especially for specialists and most kids after February you know March rolls around and people go back out on the field and find out who is valuable that's left. What are your thoughts on that? So I think like right now, I think recruiting is all just screwed up. I think there's so many things going on right now that it's tough on any kid that's graduating this year has has gone through the, the craziest the craziest unfolding of recruiting they've that any class before. They've had, they've had COVID restrictions where college coaches couldn't see them and they couldn't even get on a campus. Um, they've had, you know, basically two seasons of that. And then they had the transfer portal open. And so by the time, by the time they're seniors, they've got college coaches that barely know them. And so, you know, going, you know, going back to the relationships, I mean, recruiting is relationship building, you know, and, and so these guys, they don't, I mean, there, there are kids that, you know, in the past would be, you know, that four-star quarterback possibly that would be signing on in February that he's having to be a little patient right now because he may not know exactly what he's going on right now. So, you know, he might have to like consider, what, what do I need to do? Maybe I need to go to this showcase, you know, um, maybe I need to do this and stuff because college coaches haven't seen him. So, I mean, like anybody, you know, like, especially like being, you know, like some of my offensive linemen, I've got, you know, some kids and offensive linemen in high school. I mean, you, you get, you get a, you know, you get a, a variety of body sizes and athlete ability, you know, and, uh, you know, over the years, it takes time for them to develop. And then by the time, you know, if they get, you know, I've got one who's really good. He's really good. If they're not, and if he's not prototypical size, then he's not going to be picked up right away. So he has to be patient, you know, and he has to, and he has to understand that. And so that's one of those things that we have to talk to him about. Like, look, you know, just understand. Yes. You know, you were first team all district. You know, you're, you know, lineman of the year for us, you know, all these things. Yes, you're really good. One of the best I've coached, but because you're six foot two and, you know, even though you can squat 500 something pounds, you know, you're, I'm sorry, you know, you know, you just have to be patient and let, let kind of the cards fall and you're going to have an opportunity because, and, 
to me, that's what it's, that's what recruiting is about, is about just finding the people who will tell them the truth and, and lay it out. Like, look, this is, this is what's happening. And this is where this is, this is what looks like it's happening. And if something better happens, glorious. If not, you know, then you still have a great opportunity to go play football and, you know, and help out and further your education. One of the best people I've met, you know, uh, through the chat is a guy who runs a, uh, a high school football show or a high school uh, showcase for unsigned players in Houston. And he runs it in, he runs it after signing day, late February. And he gets D2s and D3s and NAIA coaches from all over the place. And they come down and, uh, you know, evaluate the kids and they help out so many kids find a place, you know, and it's kids like that. I mean, they just, you know, like they may not be posting on February 2nd or 3rd or whatever it is, uh, whenever sign, that signing day, they may not be posting something on, on Twitter that day, but they're going to get an opportunity, you know, to, to get a great education through the sport of football, you know, a few weeks later and, and they're going to be, they're, they're going to be better for it. So. I mean, the honesty thing is very important to me. I love what you said. Um, it's very important to be told the truth and sometimes the truth hurts. You know, um, I think that's that oftentimes kids, especially, you know, 16, 17, 18 year old kids, they're going to listen to the person who tells them the best thing. And unfortunately, those people also tell them the best thing frequently just to entice them to stick around. Um, and th these aren't always the, the honest things. These aren't always the truth, these things being said. Mm -hmm. And I, I deal with that often and I'm the bad guy. I got to tell the parents and the parents then not necessarily place blame on me, but kind of say, well, you just sound so skeptical. Um, I've just relived this nightmare over and over and over. And I call it a nightmare because it really is nightmarish. Uh, it, it brings about some really negative feelings sometimes because, because people's egos get put in check. But I, I, I am getting to a point here. What I tell people oftentimes, because I played at Miami and, and we're pretty decent in recruiting, you know, historically, we, we've, we signed some pretty, pretty solid players over the years. Miami, like like most places, LSU, Texas, name it, USC's the, the 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 backbones of the industry. They they intend on signing twenty five guys. Let's say hypothetically, I don't I don't know exactly the number per team, but let's just let's use twenty five. Sometimes in, in February, what happens is someone has three hats out, and two get sifted away, and he puts one on. And unfortunately, the two that got tossed out, that happens to them like 10, 11 times a day sometimes. We, we've all seen this. Um, I don't want to name names, but I can recall one school recently that they thought they had like almost a dozen four plus star kids and they had none in, a, in an hour mm -hmm. um, because you are chasing the best. And my point to this is, is we all intend on things, but, but circumstances happen, whatever, uh, things, dust settles. And guess what? Every school, every school, all of a sudden has one, two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven offers now back on the table because the kid they thought that was 100% locked, for whatever reason, I don't want to talk about that either, is no longer committed, nor did they sign with them. So 
I just, I just wish people would be patient and realize that this is a recurring thing. It's cyclical. It happens every single year, the same things. Um, And it's really unfortunate, you know, Uh, but I I do think in the end, it works out for the people that are okay with, with uh, maybe that first no or that second no, that third no, you know, because come March, a lot of good stories happen in March. They're just not well publicized. Um, Definitely. But last question. I know I, I said the last question, but I promise I, I just <laughs> you said it. So now I want to know what is the uh, or what comes to mind is something that has been positive or like the most positive thing that you've done or experienced in hosting this Texas high school football chat. Mm. So, I mean. Wow. I mean, probably, you know, like the most positive thing to me is like, I, I don't know. I mean, there's been so many opportunities because like, uh, you know, like I mentioned the togetherness of, of the Texas association, but like, let's, you know, there's been so many like different things that have happened um, in the, you know, in the world and in our nation and different communities. And every time something, you know, something has come up, you know, the coaches have responded, you know, I've helped out, um, I've helped out, you know, some coaches who are struggling, you know, and spread the word and help, you know, raise money for like their, their cancer treatment. Um, I've been, you know, just by, just by, just by posting a link, you know, just or retweeting the link, you know, things like, I mean, that, and that, that to me is like incredible just to, just to see the response that the coaches have, or like when Harvey uh, came through Houston, you know, and, and there were several communities, uh, several high schools that were just totally flooded and destroyed, you know, just helping to spread the word, you know, to, for those community, you know, to receive, um, you know, charities and, and, and things that, and donations from other high school programs. I mean, that, that to me, that's incredible. I mean, just the way that the coach, to me, that's the most positive thing is how the coaching profession, no matter what state, no matter what level, how they respond and help each other out. Um, to me, that's, that's what, that's, that's the biggest thing to me. Cause like when I started it, I, I totally started it just talking with my friends here in Texas and knowing Twitter is not, exclusive <laughs> still like i mean but still it, it the more i learned about people from out of the state the more connected we became and that's been and so that whole that's that connection that ability to help other people you know with their professional development with life struggles things like that that's in, that's that's incredible that's the most positive thing that i've taken from it that's why i brought you on i i I think you have a, a wonderful platform and I, I respect people who have a, a big platform, if you will, and they're using it for the right reasons. Um, and I think you do a great job. And I, and I, I want to thank you for coming on coach. And I want to ask you to tell the audience just one more time, uh, how, how can they reach you with Twitter and maybe additionally uh, another way? So um, you can reach me on Twitter. I have two Twitter accounts. Uh, one is at TXHSFB chat. The other is my at coach Cfish. And then uh, my website, my Texas High School Football website, sub- website which is txhsfbchat.com. 
has a contact page on it where it'll shoot me an email. And um, so that's another great way of getting on me. And that's also a way that you can access every former chat, including the one with special guest Dan Lundy um, and see everything that we've ever talked about. Yeah, I actually went and spied on you before recording. I like to learn as much as I can about my guests, you know, um, and I'm not going to lie. I was able to peruse through, uh, you know, previous archived lectures and yeah, I, I caught myself there. Um, I think it's wonderful that you do that though. I didn't realize until I went on your website recently that you actually saved that. I thought it was maybe in your Twitter feed somewhere, but uh, again, I, I just want to thank you. Um, and I, I just want to, uh, hopefully um, expose you to a few other people that listen to the show that may be in your area. Cause I do have some Texas listeners. I checked that too. So thanks again, Chris. And it means a lot to me, of course, but everyone at fourth down focus that you're able to share your story, uh, both on and off the field, please give us a five-star rating, a review, subscribe to the show, share it with a friend. If you have questions, suggestions for future topics or guests, or if you just have feedback for us, uh, you can reach me, Dan Lundy in several ways. My website is fourthdownu.com on social media, um, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at fourthdownu. And on Facebook and LinkedIn, you can find me by simply searching Dan Space Lundy, L-U-N-D-Y. Thanks again for joining us at Fourth Down Focus, presented by Bet Online. We'll see you next week. An exciting new guest, and I hope 2022, which is weird to say, is treating each of you well. And remember, in all things, give thanks. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.